This is Me and My Wife Podcast. What's up, everybody? It's morning time. Kids are in school. Wife is off work. Son is still being the son. But we're about to get it done. This is Jahai Bonds, and this is my wife, the lovely Miss Whitney Bonds. How y'all doing? And we're just going to share a little moment with y'all, talking about a few things that have been going on. First of all, this year, I want to say in 2021, it's been a lot of people passing away this year. A lot. Like, every day. Yeah, so, condolences to everyone that's passed away. We don't have a comprehensive list of all the people, but just to everyone that's lost someone. We just want to start off by just sending condolences to them. But, I'm going to start off on a wonderful note. A lot of men wish they could start off and talk about things like this with their wives. But I have a wife that I can talk about with these things. LaMelo Ball is doing pretty good, ain't he? Ooh, that boy, that boy. Now, that's the ball. He yeah. is the future of the yeah, ball, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all him. It's like it saved like everything that LaVar Ball did make sense right now. Right, it finally makes sense. Like, so he wasn't crazy. Yeah, hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like he allowed the first two to pay the way for what he knew was to come. I mean, uh, he had 34 points, which was his career high. Um, just last night, he had, uh, I want to say, like 16 points. Um, and he's been doing really good. I mean, I'm glad that he's finally starting. I mean, he started because uh, another player was injured. Uh, Graham was injured. But mm-hmm. he's been balling. I mean, him and Bridges with uh, Ali Oops. And, yeah, uh, they got great chemistry, those yeah. two. I love seeing them on the court. So it's just pretty good to just see that and just to see uh, – all the things that's going on. I mean, the thing with with, with Lonzo, and that's why I, no, I'm sorry, Lamelo, that I think is good about this generation, and that I think is why, if Lamelo keeps doing what he's doing, he can't be like the LeBron of his generation because his generation saw him grow. Like that's kind of what make LeBron kind of to people that love him because we got to see from when he was in Vincent St. Mary and when exactly. he was in high school and then when I was the beginning of that the media hyped and then today to see him be a legend but they got to actually see LaMelo on the internet from when he was a little kid scoring 100 points mm-hmm. to now he a grown man in the NBA like that's crazy that's crazy that you would get to, uh, to, to see something like that so uh, I just want to say man I'm happy that Jordan and them drafted him, and I'm just, it feel like back in the day when you saw Muggsy Bowles and you saw uh, all the people who played uh, for, um, for, for, for for Charlotte. Yeah. That's what it feel like. It feel like those days when they had Dale Curry and, and they had Alonzo Mourning. It was like, man, those Charlotte Hornets. Now, we know the whole history with the Bobcats. and right. That's basically just the Bobcats using the name, but it feels like Charlotte Hornets again. Like, if you're from my era, that's what it feel like. So, yeah, and then uh, Zach Levine, him and Kobe White had a heck Heck of a game. game. Kobe White had 30. Zach Levine had 46, like, shooting threes from everywhere. I think combined total, it was 17 threes between the two of them. Yeah, 17 threes between the two of them. That's sick. Sick. So, um, I mean, I think the future for the Bulls would be just to build around. You got a coach in Billy Donovan who's proven that he can take you to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, you got two players that clearly look like sharpshooters. Uh, Otto Porter back, he give them some type of intensity. So, yeah. they just need some help. That's but all. The thing is, is the Bulls going to actually yeah, cause, get them cause, help. Because we was talking about that this morning. The thing with the Bulls is they always want to try to get a team for the low. Like, the, they're notoriously <laughs> so cheap. cheap. Notoriously cheap. So that be the thing with the Bulls, yeah. But although we'll see, 
third topic before we get off basketball is we were talking about Russell Westbrook. Now oh. he's still putting up numbers, he's still doing his thing, but his team sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bradley Beal is the number one scorer in the league, so it's like with those two people, you would think they would be doing much better than they are, but they but not. They're not. And it's looking like the end of the road for Russell Westbrook. And that's kind of sad when you see a player of his caliber who's been, you know, doing what he's been doing for so right. long for it to go out like this. That's when it's just like, no, nah, man, that's kind of sad because he's Russell Westbrook. Exactly. Let's not, you know, throw no shade on this man's name. He has held it down. This man was the triple-double king. Let's, let's not forget that. Exactly. This is not a scrub. And I'm tired of people talking to about him as if he is a scrub. He's about four years removed from being the MVP of the league. Like, I don't think that's something that you should take lightly. But that's how the league is. Mm-hmm. I mean, the league is pretty much like people had a spotlight on them and they had a green light to be that nigga. Excuse my language. And then, right. you know what I'm saying, they're pretty much, once the spotlight gone, then who cares how many points he's putting up like Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose is a consistent six man. Mm-hmm. He's a, somebody that can go on a contender and give you consistently 20 points. And his efficiency, people don't even be looking at that. His efficiency yeah. is amazing. Like, he makes a high percentage of his shots. He'll be in the game for about 20 minutes and give you about 20 points. Yeah. And but because of the reputation of the injuries and because of just the whole uh-huh. Derrick Rose stigma about how he's not the player he used to be, he's he, a breakable man. Exactly. You know, they scared to put anything exactly. But, well, you know, everybody yeah. but Thibodeau. Yeah, but Thibodeau it, it, like, it brings hey. me to my next point, and I'm glad you set that up perfectly. Him being in New York, I think that's a good thing. Like I like him in New York. Yeah. I really do, and I'm glad because um, he seems happy about it. He made an Instagram and a Facebook post, and he was just pretty much saying, what is poop backwards? Hoop. So, you know, he seemed happy. He seemed excited, and I'm excited to see what Derrick Rose going to do. But moving forward, we got a one more sports topic. We're going to move over to football. We're going to laugh, and we're going to talk about Tom Brady and how he pretty oh much had a cakewalk in the Super Bowl. He spanked him. He bent that boy over his knee and spanked him. That was not necessary, Tom. It was not. He was like, kid, let me show you how it's done. <laughs> right. Cause that like, was sit ridiculous. down, son. That was a true yeah. son moment. What got me here, like I told you, when it was the beginning of the first half, and, you know, anybody else would just let the crock run out mm-hmm. and just, you know, go into the half. But Tom Brady was like, no, sir, we got to score. Yeah. Because he knew he had to put a nail in him. I said, they score this point, it's over. It's over. They scored, it was over. And, uh, you know, Mahomes, I would like to just say this. I mean, he's an excellent quarterback. To see how he maneuvered out of the pocket and just that arm and that strength. I mean, the man would be sideways and make perfect passes. He threw a perfect pass. He was diagonal. So, Mm -hmm. I would say... Mahomes had that intensity. Mahomes wasn't giving up. Mahomes was fighting, but his team just did not show up. They and wasn't catching y'all. nothing. They wasn't, yeah, so give it some time. Oh, and they defensive backs was getting burnt by Tampa Ooh. Bay receivers. I mean, Tampa Bay receivers was waving at them, making jokes. It was it was ugly. Yeah. It was ugly. Okay, but we're going to move forward, and I don't want to stay on this long because I hate to even be on this topic, which is politics, and we're going to talk about the Trump and the uh, impeachment, the sequel, part two. No, part two. <laughs> you had Rocky two, now you got impeachment two. Right. Donald Trump. So that's what we on right now. And when I said and I think about that, the thing that tripped me out with that is, it's like, it's totally different than the first time. The first time he's president, this time he's not president. Like, how do you feel about a president being impeached when they're not president? Yeah, and that's what got a lot of people kind of up in arms, but 
I kind of understand it. This is in direct, you know, reaction to the whole storming of the Capitol. He incited that. So this man is dangerous on a completely different level. So I get it. This isn't, this is to ensure that he don't try to run again because understand this man didn't leave office without a fight. And if you think if he has an opportunity to come back, he's not going to take it. He's going to take it. I believe so. So that's why I feel like this impeachment trial is so crucial. This is to set us up for a brighter future. And that's what people got to understand. This is taking the, the actions that he caused from that capital riot and making sure that that does not happen again. Yeah, exactly. He has to be made an example because, like you said, they said something like that hasn't happened since 1812. Exactly. So you got to set an example to let, let, that let people know in. that that can't happen again. We thought we were removed from that. I mean, so even if... Um, He's not impeached, or even if, you know, the Senate decides not to do it, it still sets an example, and it lets people know not to do that. But one thing that I thought was, it was that serious where he should be impeached, and it should be one of them things where he shouldn't be able to run again. And I really think that's what they're trying to stop. They wanted honestly to be as if he was never president. Exactly. They <laughs> they trying to erase those bleak four years. Yeah, they trying to erase those years. And they possible. trying to make it to where it can never happen again. And a lot of people are upset about it. The one thing that I would say that's strange about that time, and it's not even just uh, I'm switching topics. Like I said, I don't want to be on politics long, but misinformation, conspiracy, and just uh imagination uh, i don't know what other word to use is kind of tearing us up as a people and as a society so like take the kanika jenkins thing i mean you had the police and you had uh pretty much investigators who said what had happened but because of the internet but because of Mm -hmm. other people no one believed the quote-unquote truth like we live in a day and age where people don't believe the truth anymore well, what is truth? Like, we live in that day and age where it's hard to even know what truth is. And um, I think it's because of the internet. Yeah. So we can't just say it's the right-wingers or it's the... No, it's an American thing to just mm-hmm. be into conspiracy theory and to just not trust. And and um, it's just some scary times we live in. Yeah, because at the end of the day, like you said, people are more likely to believe what they see on instagram and facebook than they are to believe what they see on channel seven or channel nine news and it's crazy to see how it's done shifted to that and like you said you can't say that that's a right wing thing or a left wing thing because i've seen it on both sides you know so it's not based off you know political that's just a like i said that's just a part of our culture now misinformation and it's sad and it puts us in an awkward position because like you said it makes you wonder what is the truth and it makes you question everything everything i see i have to question now because i don't know and that's so sad yeah i mean it all starts with we live in just pretty much a lot of people are anti-establishment and by anti-establishment, it don't even necessarily mean government, like media. That's considered establishment, establishment. right? You know, uh, your employer, your worst. While a lot of people would rather be their own boss nowadays. Yeah, entrepreneurship um, is up a hundred percent right now. Even on a lower level, children don't trust their parents no more. <laughs> like we live in a day and age where pretty much the little guy don't trust the big guy no more. So that comes from years of like what you say, uh, and not trying to throw any stones in any direction, but. Would you say that's from the higher ups 
not being good higher ups and then causing distrust in the people up under them oh yeah for years we we've, we've saw that we've been lied to and and it's just instilled that distrust for that you know especially for african americans we already live in a society where we feel the system is is you know rigged against us which we can prove it is so when we can it's no longer a conspiracy in our mind when we can prove that this happens so then we just get to the point where we just don't trust and it, it does it it stalls society in a in one of the worst ways yeah which is like it's something that a topic that i believe we can merge into our final topic that goes back to doubt that's something mm-hmm. like i told you for the past couple of days really been in my mind something i really been thinking about that's really been being break down to me that i feel like been placed in my spirit about how um doubt is pretty much like the gateway to just being in a bad place like it all starts with doubt and i say that to kind of like tie it into the last time previous topic that all of that stemmed from doubt because they doubted they doubted they no longer trusted they had so then not trusting then brings you into doubt so now you doubting so many things and when you doubt things you get frustrated then from being frustrated comes anger and then you're in fear so now you're just a fearful angle angry doubtful person and that's what you see when you see different people who are in those different situations they doubt they don't have trust and they fear and when you become that type of person, then you become an unstable person. Exactly. You know, um, and negativity exactly, attached to it. Exactly. And no one who sees that because that's, that's what you see. Mm-hmm. You know, so I would just say we got to get into belief. Like, that's why I try to just be into belief, man. Call me gullible, call me naive, but it's the truth until I'm saying otherwise. Shown Pretty otherwise. much. If that's what I'm shown and that's what they tell me, that's what it is. And it's the truth to I see otherwise because mm-hmm. like I believe that God, energy, whatever you call it, is not gonna leave you out here blind. Exactly. So if you're a person to keep your eyes open and understand that anything can happen, you know, Murphy's Law, anything that can happen will happen. But at exactly. the same time, I'm not tripping about that. If this mm-hmm. is what it, you know said it is, then it's what it, it is. is. But that goes back to, like you're saying, just that belief. You have to believe it. You have to, you know, go out with that faith. Like you said, a lot of people don't have faith. They think they got faith, but they really don't. It's it's shallow. And that's what people got to understand, just how deep is your faith. We sit here and we say, oh, you know, when one good thing happened, that's great. We celebrate it. We all in it. Five minutes later, if something don't go our way, oh, what's going to happen? No, but something good just happened. So if something good happened once before, why can't you have faith? And why can't you believe exactly. that even though this might be a little bump in the road, this too is going to, what, what's say, this too shall pass. It's going to get over to right. This too shall pass. Like, But we do. Our faith is so shallow. We, we're so easily shaken. It's mm-hmm. that doubt. Doubt to get you there. That's why I try to not walk in doubt because like you said when we look at situations it's all type of probabilities that can happen exactly like I could walk out this door of my home and something bad can happen or I could walk out my door of my home and something good can happen so which probability am I going to believe am I going to believe the one that something bad going to happen or am I going to believe the one that something good going to happen I have to always believe the one that something good is going to happen exactly now will I plan for the worst 
if something happens, am I going to be prepared? Yes. Yes. But I'm not going to dwell on that because when we dwell on those things, those when those that's when those things happen. It's like that law of attraction. It's yeah. that energy. You bring that energy towards you and then those things happen. You know, um, when I changed my outlook on life and started trying to say more positive affirmations rather than negative things, I know this life changed. Yeah. And um, and I'm slowly getting there. You know, because nothing happens over overnight. It takes mm-hmm. time. It's a process and it's something that we have to do every day and work towards. I say wrong one built overnight. It really wasn't. So that's what I just want to say. So, so like, and it's crazy. As we close, I'm going to tap top again. Because if you really think about it, man, like, LaMelo, it wasn't starting. But if the way he played, he played like as he if was. he was us. As if he was the starter. And he kept that faith that if he kept doing that, that he was going to start. Sometimes it might not seem like what you're striving for is there. It might not seem like, why am I striving for this? Why am I? But if you just keep keep on doing it, it'll materialize. Mm-hmm. So keep believing, don't doubt. Keep believing. You got to keep doubt. that faith. And uh, tying in the Trump story with that. He played, Trump played on people's doubt. Yeah. You got to stay away from those people that play on your doubt. Yeah, that play on your fears. That play they on your fears and avenue. they use that as an avenue to control you. Most controlling people play on doubts. If you look at people in controlling relationships, is the person who's controlling them always point out to how they're the person that cares about them. Mm-hmm. They're the ones who won't, and they just use the doubt and the mistrust that they have in other people to make them get closer to them. So, I just want to say, man, if we want things to get better, our minds got to get better. We talk so much about money and man, they can give us all the money in the world. Cause I know most of these people getting this stimulus money, man. They spend, they blowing it. People kicking it. People not investing and doing why? Cause they minds not right. Mm-hmm. So we finna close. So what do you want to say before we get up out of here? Just like you said, keep that faith. Keep your eyes on the prize, man. Don't be distracted by all this other stuff because they, they do put out a lot of stuff to distract us they make it all look like fun and games but at the end of the day have a plan prepare for the plan and keep faith that that plan is going to come into fruition and that everything is going to work out as long as you do that i'm a firm believer that everything is going to see work there out. you go always having to like feed me and make me want to get more into the topic and talk more about it because see i was done but then you said uh <laughs> i thought about faith like and I ain't trying to sound preachy, but that's what it boils down to, faith yeah. and having that positive mental belief. And um, like I said, we are closing, y'all. But like I said, I remember um, a therapist once told me, and a lot of people, you know, that's a stigma. That's a whole nother topic we yeah, can talk about. But uh, people, a lot of people are pretty much like eerie of therapy. But a therapist once told me, and I would urge anyone to go to therapy. A therapist once told me that negative thoughts bring negative feelings and negative feelings bring negative actions but positive thoughts bring positive feelings and positive feelings bring positive actions so keep that positive faith don't doubt and just believe that you can do it that it's possible and those things that happen so like i said i was done with the topic (laughs) but when you said that it pretty much made me think and made me want to add that to it so in closing for uh Jihad Bonds and my wife Whitney 
this is me and my wife podcast and uh we'll see you next time stay blessed stay blessed y'all have a great evening talk to you later